Castian, Niana, and Bone approach Camino, the former center of the Republic's cloning facility. Finding an abandoned, watery wasteland, they must navigate treacherous terrain while avoiding Imperial sentries. Castian, you are deep in the Coruscant underworld. You've been down there for you don't remember how long, and now you are surrounded by these feral younglings. Children who were raised by the Force, but not the good part of it. And they are surrounding you, circling you like vultures waiting to strike. The first one lunges at you. Castian activates his lightsaber and stabs it right into the gut of this teenager that's lunging at him. The person lunging at you does in fact seem more creature than human at this point. Hair is ratted and falling out of their scalp. Their skin is sallow and clinging to their bones, eyes sunken deep. But as soon as your lightsaber connects through her gut, you recognize the girl you used to sit next to in the cafeteria. She would always steal your blue milk. Castian spins her around as soon as she falls to the ground and stabs at the one that's just launching itself at his back, and he stabs this creature, it's a creature, right through the throat. The pale, sallow skin suddenly turns dark and rosy. The sunken red eyes turn brown and limpid, as you remember the boy who always cried because he still missed his pet Nuna. Castian grabs the side of his head as all of this is just flashing before his eyes, and he takes another stab at these creatures, just fighting them off, trying to ignore these visions, but also pay attention to the attacks. And every time your lightsaber connects, you see another familiar face. The girl that would pass notes to you in class. The boy who would spar with you with practice lightsabers. The girl who gossiped. The boy who was mean over and over and over again. It's not my fault! Castian screams as he sits up in bed. (laughs) From the piloting console, Nana looks over at you. The ship that you're on is a small two-person shuttle, and that's a generous description of it. A little bit larger than a life pod, certainly smaller than a YT class. Your sleeping quarters is the same as the eating quarters, which is the same as the bridge of the ship. I have bad dreams, too. I'm fine. Just... Just bad memories, I suppose. Brought on by even worse cooking. Ugh, he says. He kind of rolls over and pushes off like these ration packs that Kida and Iana had on the ship. And he picks one up, looks it over, and says, These have been expired for... At least four years, and he throws it towards the console. We don't have a lot of opportunities to pick up fresh fruit. How much further do we have on the Rishi Mage until we make it to the damn planet? We still are three days out. Castian lets that aside and rolls his head back and just kind of bangs it on the bulkhead just a little bit as if trying to get rid of a headache. He looks towards Bone, who was powered down when Castian was sleeping, but as soon as he shot up, he sees the light start flickering. Just a double check. You made sure that Laris has been informed that I'll be gone for two weeks, yes? Good. Good. Hopefully when I get back, oh, Kida can pay off my debt so I can start viewing my best friend as 
friend and no longer as a landlord that I need to avoid. No, just you wait. She'll start charging you for whatever energy consumption you have. He stands up and he walks towards... Is there a chair for him as well? Yes, there is. It's a co-pilot seat. Castian falls into the co-pilot seat and kind of tries to make himself comfortable, but it's built for somebody or a creature bigger than what Castian is and just kind of says, where did you get this hunk of junk? And and this is coming from a man who bought the Howling Gundark, so let that be in the back of your mind. Yes, what did happen to that cute little ship of yours? I gave it to Laris. You met her on Dathomir briefly, I believe. Yes. Yes, I did. And she's... She lets me stick around. She flies me around as long as I can pay, and she's becoming a legitimate businesswoman. She's very peculiar about that statement. Legitimate. She's the only legitimate outlaw I've ever known. We all need to find our own ways to keep ourselves sane in these trying times. Hmm, yes. And you seem to be doing such a fine job keeping yourself sane by going on this absolutely crazy... It's not even a mission, it's a trial. How bold and exciting a trial. Just because you don't understand something doesn't mean you need to get defensive about it. I do understand the importance of this mission. I mean, I wouldn't be the one to lead the charge for it, but yes, sure. You are a freedom fighter. Rah, rah, re, And you want to free Wookiees. I completely understand this. This is a good idea, going somewhere to find blueprints on these inhibitor chips. It's crazy, but I understand that. What I don't understand is why Kida's not with you. He's acting like this is a game, that this is like the old times where if you failed, you can get a pat on the head, an encouraging word, and then you are off to try another trial when it comes up. This is stupid. You should have Kida at your side. You should be doing missions, not living out the glory days of the Jedi Order. Nienna just stares at her controls for a moment. Some things are more complicated than even you can imagine, Castian. Yeah. That's what Jedi make you think, Niana. Made a whole bunch of younglings think that things were complex when deep down they weren't. Well, that doesn't matter now. We're on this foolish errand. Bone comes up and bumps your leg, Castian. What? <laughs> Can't you hold it? What is it? Well, he's been holding on to something for me, and he's hoping that I can take it out of it. It's making him feel weird. And Castian reaches forward, and he opens up one of the hidden compartments on Bone, and inside of it is the holocron, the broken holocron. And he pulls it out and shows it to Bone. See, it's not glowing. It's not making any noises. It should be fine. You, you're, it's all in your head, your data, your, your neural network, whatever you want to call it. Bone gives a little spin, happy to have it out of him. Ugh, and Castian looks towards Niana. So that's it. Yeah. My only hope to finding a teacher. He raises it slightly before shoving it into his backpack. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. How about you? Other than this one? No, no, I haven't seen a holocron, uh, a Jedi holocron. I saw a Sith holocron once. A Sith holocron? As an Inquisitor? Yes. I, uh... It was destroyed. That was very unfortunate. It would have gotten me quite the bounty. Might have actually met the Emperor himself. Well, unfortunate, but I suppose it worked out in the end. I suppose so. 
And Castian is just going to let that silence linger. And then finally he's going to reach down, grabs that ration packet, opens it up and starts eating the stale, bland, crunch, whatever it is. It's supposed to be a nut bar, but it is just nothing appealing about this. Is there anything else you would like to do or say before you reach Camino? No, Castian occasionally will make a snide mark about this being a fool's errand. But other than that, he's going to be focusing on the mission itself. Before we do drop out, he's going to sit her down and explain what they're going to be facing when we get there. Or what he assumes we're going to be facing. If this was standard protocol, and I don't know if it was, this was this place was destroyed long before I joined the Inquisition would be to put down maybe a small contingency force, but most likely, since this is not the most hospitable planet, since it's covered in water, they most likely left security droids, patrolling droids, definitely. Uh, They'll just be going around the area. If they do spot us, the automatic turrets will probably be activated and security will start up again. Right now, if they don't see us, everything's kind of on power standby mode. So it's imperative that if we do see a patrol droid to take it out, or avoid it at all cost. Now, if we are to find this blueprint, it's going to be in the backups. If this was abandoned, most likely the Empire has erased everything from the databanks. But that's why we're bringing Bone. Not only is he going to be used as a power source to turn on the computers, but he's going to search through every nook and cranny to see if the scientists possibly have a backlog somewhere that the Empire missed. Now, Bone has all the faith in this mission. I'm glad one of you does. Do you have a place that we can land? Did Kita give you a a safe spot to possibly put this thing down? He sketched out a rough blueprint of what he remembered of the place from when he last visited. And she pulls out a small hollow emitter and brings up a map of the Topoka City Military Complex. The Topoka City Military Complex, as we've mentioned, was one of the primary cloning facilities used by the Republic in the era of the Clone Wars. The facility that Kida remembers visiting has two half-circle-shaped main processing centers. They had duplicates and backups of their cloning facilities. So if power were lost in one part of the complex, other parts could continue operating without problem. Between these two pods are a series of bridges and platforms, because, as you have mentioned, Castian, the entire planet of Camino is ocean at this point. At one point, it had continents and land masses like most other planets, but it suffered a environmental cataclysm that brought the ocean waters rising up, covering the entire planet, so all of their cities and complexes are built on stilts over the water. And would Kida know a good place for us to land, or are we jumping into the water and hoping for the best? Because uh, when we're approaching, those sensor droids might pick us up. There are two landing pads that he pointed out to me, one at the north part of the complex and one at the south. I think it'll just depend on which looks more intact when we arrive. This is just the cloning facility. It's the, uh, the rest of the city is... The rest of the city isn't our concern. Let's not land near the cloning facility. Let's see if there's any platforms in the city that aren't being patrolled. The patrol is most likely going to be, yes, around the city itself, but uh, the main facility will be where most of the droids are. So let's see if there's a platform within that city that we can land on. All right. Right. We're approaching Camino now.
What? It's beautiful. I have a soft spot for plants with a lot of water. Nana gives you a sideways glance, not quite sure what to make of that, as she brings her ship into the atmosphere of Camino. It is a rough descent. The skies above Camino royal with storms most of the year, and unfortunately, you're here during the stormy season. More than once, Nienna needs to bank sharply without any warning in order to try to avoid the worst of massive lightning strikes. These massive bolts of lightning just rip out of the sky, hitting the water, sometimes the electricity skitters across the surface of this watery planet, climbing up the struts of cities that have been built on stilts above the water. As you descend, you can begin to see some of the wildlife, some of the fauna of Camino. These massive awa or air whales skim through the air, sometimes ducking down under the waves to reappear moments later above the air cutting through this choppy storm as if it were a breezy summer's day. Beneath the waves, you see the bioluminescent forms of giant gelatinous creatures, things that you can't even begin to identify from this distance. You pass over a couple of cities that are still hustling and bustling. You see lights, you see speeder traffic along the pathways between the buildings. All of them are shaped similarly to the map that Kita drew for Nienna and for you with large circular buildings connected via bridges. Stick close to the clouds. The electricity might mask our approach. I will attempt it. It's a very difficult flight. Bone, help her. One advantage on that roll. Nailed it. <laughs> Bone plugs into the computer system in order to give Nienna an assist on her navigation through the clouds above Camino, aiming for the city that is the home of this military complex. But Nienna warned you it was going to be a very rough flight. Luckily, her scrappy little ship does have very strong restraints to keep you from being tossed about the cabin. But... It takes a direct lightning strike. Everyone brace for impact. We're going to have to glide in. Oh, this is exciting. Look at us. We're being Jedi. He says as he's like looking around as all the electricity in this ship is just shutting itself down. Oh, no. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> as Nana cuts through one last cloud, the military complex comes into view. And this is the abandoned military complex, yes. Yes. The entire capital city of Camino was completely abandoned in the aftermath of the Imperial assault. You see giant buildings, which have been mostly subsumed by the waves, only broken spears of lightning rods and platforms sticking up out of the depths. A couple of pads are still standing. They don't look like landing pads, more like once were public spaces where you would have a, a public gathering of some kind. No actual landing places seem visible in the greater city. The only actual landing pad you can see is at the northern end of the military complex. 
Do you still wish to go for a landing in the city, or should I just try to land wherever I can put her down? Uh, the city would be better for us to sneak in, but, uh, you know, if you can't make it, you do you. He is pointing towards one of those uh, those places that might have been like a park or something like that. And he's like, that one might do over there. And Castings is going to put his head between his knees and just kind of prepare for a crash. Using the very last of the electricity in the navigation system, Nienna is able to bank the shuttle one last time, aiming for the park that you pointed out. And with a terrible grating sound of metal just screeching across metal, she brings the ship in for a landing, and it skids across the platform, its nose just poking out over the edge of the platform. Well, any landing you can walk away from. You stole the words right out of my mouth. Okay. Uh, Bone, I need you outside. Start running the scan to see if any of your short-range sensors can pick up any movement coming our way. Hopefully the patrol droids didn't see us come in. Bone rolls to the back of the shuttle where the landing ramp is and just runs into the wall. As he expected the landing ramp to go down, but without electricity, he's kind of stuck here. Right. And he stands up and he's walking to the back and for a second he thinks, oh, I'll just cut it open. But we need the spacecraft to go back into space. So Castian's looking for a manual release. There is a manual release, but it's not for the loading ramp. Instead, it's the emergency exit that is in the roof of the shuttle. This is the greatest shuttle known to man, Castian mumbles as he activates the manual release and the shuttle top uh, pops open. It's about a meter square opening. Bone can fit through just barely. Of course, Bone cannot climb up there. But he can fly, Castian says, as he holds out a hand and he starts using the force to lift Bone up. All you have to do is roll force die. Castian, you have no destiny points to spend, so I believe that influences what's part of the force you can draw upon. Oh yeah, Niana can absolutely feel the aggravation and annoyance of Castian as he wields those feelings and emotions into a force point. So he's using the dark side of the force to lift Bone up and float him out of the hatch. You do that with ease. As I said, Bone is not going to resist this in any way, so it is easy to move him. But now the shuttle is being somewhat flooded as the torrential rain is coming in through the open emergency hatch. Shall we also depart? Yeah, absolutely, Castian says. And can he climb up there? There is a ladder. And Castian uses the ladder to climb up to the top of the ship. Nienna, perhaps showing off a little bit, doesn't even use the ladder. She's always been a rather acrobatic sort, so she gives a little jump, assisted perhaps by the force, and is able to reach the opening and pull herself up that way. Gaston rolls his eyes and just continues climbing. He makes it to the top, shuts the hatch if he can. Yes. And then Castian's grabbing his hood and putting it over his head to kind of shield him. And he's then looking towards Bone to see if Bone is using his short-range sensors as he asked. Bone is using his short-range sensors, and he reports to you in a series of beeps. Castian doesn't understand binary, but he's been with Bone for so long, he can usually get the gist of what he's saying. But when it needs to be specific, he activates a small data pad on his bracer, and he looks over at the screen to see actually what Bone is saying. Uh, he says we're undetected. He's not picking up anything. Good. Now, Nienna sighs. How do we get from here to there? 
and she points from where you're standing on your completely isolated pad to the military cloning complex that's a good mile away. This is the beginning of your trial, Niana. That's not funny. <laughs> it's a little funny, he says, as he helps Bone down from this ship and lands on the platform underneath him. We'll figure it out. He's marching towards the facility as close as he can get on dry land. Dry land, of course, being a relative term, considering there is no land and all of the rain. Of course. The platform that you're on is maybe a hundred feet above the waves. These platforms are all at different heights. Maybe at one point that was some kind of social status. If you were higher or lower class, that would depend on which platform you might stand on. Or maybe it was purely aesthetics. You haven't studied Kaminoan architecture very in depth. So you're about, as I said, a hundred feet above the waves. Another platform is a good 50 feet away from you and also maybe another 20 feet higher. Definitely can't jump that, especially with bone on my back. And if you look down to the waves, you can see some of that bioluminescent masses wiggling through the ocean. Castian takes a seat on top of Bone's dome and turns towards her. Those, uh, those whales, those flying whales things, those things look like they could probably lift us up there. I mean, you made friends with the rain core on Dathomir. On Dathomir, the force flowed through everything with a strength I've felt in very few places. This planet does not have that strength. I don't know if I could even begin to communicate with one of these Awa. Could you get one close enough for us to jump on its back? I suppose there's only one way to see. Nienna scans the horizon looking for one of the Awa. They're ducking in and out of the clouds, of the waves, so it takes her a moment to find one to focus on. It's a little bit smaller than the others. You could guess that it's an adolescent one. And you feel that pull of the force. Of course, Nienna is drawing on the light side of the force as she is sending very soothing thoughts towards the adolescent Awa, encouraging it to come closer. And in fact, it changes its course and flies in the direction of your pad. All right, be ready to jump. All right, Bone, you're with me, he says as he picks up Bone. He has three brawn. Casting is a fairly strong man, but Bone is a heavy droid. So it's it's not an easy thing, but Casting will be ready. In order to land on the back of the Awa, I'm going to need an average athletics check, but I am going to upgrade one of those to a red die. So one red, one purple, and two setback dice. One for Bone, one for the rainy weather. Okay, with all of that, Castian got two successes, and that's it. He's not using the force, he's actually just able to hop on as it swoops in close, but he, he almost slips, but he catches his balance in the end. Nienna continues to draw on the light side of the force, gets three successes, and a triumph. So she makes this look really good. As she jumps in the air, does a flip mid-air, lands delicately just behind the neck of the Awa, and is able to keep it calm as it suddenly has three creatures on its back. The 
Awa, I think the best way to describe it is think of like a winged plesiosaurus. So a long neck and a long tail, kind of a football shaped body, and then sort of bat wings coming out from both sides. Castian keeps his balance, holds on the bone, and then mumbles, Are you friends yet? Trying. Send it soothing thoughts up there. I know what I'm doing. Kind of. She mutters that last part. And despite her obvious hesitation or uncertainty, actually, the Awa seems very receptive to Niena's encouragement and changes direction once again, heading towards the cloning facility. The ride on the back of the Awa is a very pleasant one, all things considered. For while this is an adolescent Awa, it is still a very large creature, probably comparable in some ways to the Rancor that was on Dathomir, except flying. And while it has the massive wings beating on each side of you, the actual trunk of its body stays level. You're still keeping a good hold on bone because wheels on the back of this thing don't sound like a good combination, but you're not having to make continual checks or anything to make sure you're not losing your footing. And it flies at a pretty decent clip to cover that distance between the park and the cloning facility in just a couple of minutes. And as soon as we're close to the facility, any platform on the facility, a Castian is going to say, okay, this is as good a time as any. So as you're approaching, you could see that above you is definitely one of the landing pads that the ship could have landed on if you hadn't run into environmental difficulties. But directly ahead of you and slightly lower, there is another pad that has a couple of these massive lightning rods, obviously designed to attract the lightning from the storm so it doesn't hit the important equipment. And jutting off of that platform is a smaller pod that contains a blaster cannon. It doesn't seem to be active, but that would be the nearest platform for you to jump onto. Castian's going to nudge Niana and point towards the platform and just kind of give her a nod. Niana doesn't say anything. Her entire concentration is taken up by keeping this Awa under her influence, but she nods and nudges the Awa in the right direction. I'm not going to be able to stop it. You're going to have to jump again. That's fine. That's fine, Castian says as he uh, gets ready to jump. And as soon as we get close enough, Castian's going to leap. This is a little bit easier this time. You know what you're in for. You don't need to roll for this. So Castian crashes down with Bone in his hands. And they both kind of stumble. But he used the force in order to make sure it was a lighter landing. And he sets Bone down, pats him on top of the dome, and then just scans the area to make sure they're not right in the middle of a patrol. No. This platform does not seem to have a patrol droid on it. However, as you're looking off at the other platforms, you do see a couple of the telltale white orbs silently patrolling around these circular platforms. It looks like platforms that are completely open or only have the lightning rods on them don't have patrol droids. Some of the platforms, however, do have some small structures on them, and it looks like that is where the patrol droids are. In addition to that, to the north of where your platform is, you can see one of those semicircular buildings where one of the cloning facilities was, and there are definitely multiple patrol droids around the 
perimeter there. And Castian's looking up to see if Nianna's following him. She does. She lands very lightly next to you and Bone. All right. See, that wasn't so hard. We made it onto the facility, and we weren't detected. We do have patrol droids that way, that way, that way, unfortunately. How good are you about not being detected? Normally, very good. With droids? Not so good. It is a annoying side effect of their immunity to the Force. No offense, she adds to Bone. And we have Bone to worry about. He's not exactly the most stealthy individual. I'm sorry, you're not. You're quite cumbersome. Nienna nods at the blaster cannon. I suppose using this against a patrol droid is overkill. No, but you're right on something. Allow me. And Castian's going to wave Bone over, and we're going to kneel down, and we're going to try to detonate the blaster cannon to get some of the patrols over. And we hope to make it look like the blaster cannon just got an unlucky strike from, I don't know, a lightning bolt that the lightning rod didn't quite catch. But don't make it immediately explode. Give us, like, five minutes to hide somewhere so we can kind of go around them when they come this way. And does does Bone have anything that will help other than just slicing? He does, as a matter of fact, because Bone's primary career is actually mechanic. And as part of the mechanic skill tree, he has the talent Bad Motivator. Yes, I was hoping you would say that. I was hoping he got that far. So once per session. So this is the one time that he gets to use it if this is what you want it to be. He can make a hard mechanics check to cause one device to spontaneously fail. You know what? Why not? Let's just give this a try. Are you assisting him in any way? What's your mechanics? I actually have a yellow in mechanics. That upgrades one of his dice. Two successes and an advantage. Fantastic. So especially with that advantage, Bone is able to put a timer on this. So about how long did you want to have? Five minutes. Enough for us to find a place that we can kind of hide, like under the ramp of where the patrol droids would be coming from. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they pass, we're going to swoop in behind them and quickly try to go deeper into this facility. All right. So Bone reports to you that he's able to make this explode with a five minute timer. Now you are just off of a platform that has some of those lightning rods. And Castian, as you're running onto this platform, the hair on your arms begins to stand up with a buildup of ozone in the air. I'm going to need you to make a hard athletics check as a lightning strike is about to happen on this platform. So I will upgrade that difficulty by one. Nianna gets three successes and three advantages as she somersaults out of the way onto the next ramp. Uh, is Bone, uh, does he have to make any athletics roll? Luckily for you, Bone is ahead of you and is going to be out of the blast range of this lightning. Okay, with that in mind, uh, Castian is also tumbling. He got four successes, one threat. You're able to avoid a direct hit by this lightning. Thank goodness. However, with the buildup of static electricity in the air, you feel something spark on your wrist. And you look down and you see that data pad that you had on your bracer that you used to translate what Bone was saying has shorted out. Poodoo! He curses in Hatties before just following after them and they try to find a place where they can hide. Now, the platform that Bone started rolling towards is one of the ones that has a structure on it and thus has a patrol droid on it. You're on an open bridge heading down towards that platform, so there's no obvious hiding place. 
how do you wish to try to avoid this patrol droid while you wait for Bone's cannon to explode? Castian is going to uh, skid to a halt, and he's looking towards Niana, points towards over the railing, and he's going to basically leap himself over the railing, and Bone is going to be lifted again. He's going to be hovering right over the water with them. Okay. And so they're just kind of hanging under the bridge. Yes. So this is an average check. So I need to make a couple rolls for lifting bone and... I would let you roll your force in with your athletics rating and just make it one roll. Nienna hits the deck and rolls over the edge, catching herself with just one hand, but making it look purposeful, not like she almost slipped off with her one success and one triumph. And Castian is also kind of doing the same thing, but he's doing it better because he got two successes, one triumph, and two advantages. And he also got a light and a dark point. And you know what? I'm just going to take the corruption. Castian is using this excitement to kind of fuel his power. And he is using the dark side point to lift Bone up. And Bone kind of lets out a little droid screech as he is thrown over the side and then kind of just hovers under there, it waving in the wind. Uh, but luckily that screech is muffled by the sound of thunder. And so they just wait. And it feels like the longest minute of your life, as with your physical strength, you are holding on for dear life on the underside of this bridge while you're being mentally taxed, keeping bone up above the waves. But it is just a minute until finally the blaster cannon explodes. The vibrations of the explosion reverberate through the metal bridge and you feel your teeth clack together. But as both you and Nienna rolled triumphs, you are more than capable of keeping your grasp. And as the explosion settles and the acrid smell of smoke fills your nostrils, you also hear the slight whine of patrol droids going over the bridge past you. Castian's going to give it a 10, 20 more seconds before finally poking his head up and seeing if the coast is clear. For the moment it is. And then with that, Castian's going to pull himself up and bring Bone back to the bridge, and we're going to continue moving towards that facility as quickly as possible. All right. So you reach the next platform. As I said, this is not an open platform. There is a structure in the center of it. So you have to go around the perimeter. And there's only about a meter of walkway along the outside of this building. Castian's going to peek his head into the structure to see what it is. This is definitely a structure that took heavy damage during the Imperial assault. A hole has been blasted in the ceiling. Not by some kind of blaster bolt. It looks like something physically punctured the roof of this structure and went through the floor, almost peeling it down like a tin can. And so there is almost a slide that goes from the floor of the structure into the waves. And you can see that the natural wildlife of Camino has begun to reclaim this structure. And you can see that there are a couple of baby Awa that are in the shallows created by the sunken floor of the structure. Castian smiles just a hint before catching maybe a glance of Niana watching him, and he just kind of scrowls and then nods towards the facility. That has something useful in it, not here. Yes, I know. Let's keep moving. 
And yeah, we're going to keep on going down this railway, uh, moving towards the main structure. And you said the main structure had a lot of patrol droids, yes? Yes, I did. However, before you go on the next bridge, I need you to make an average perception check, but I'm going to upgrade both of those dice to be red. I'm going to use one to upgrade my green to a yellow. Okay, I got one success and two advantages. That is great because you are going to take your first step onto this next bridge when you halt and realize that the support struts on this bridge have been knocked out. The bridge is still connected from here to the main facility, but it is incredibly unstable. Maybe it could hold up to the weight of one of you going across, but all three of you, it would absolutely collapse. Castian is going to kneel down before looking back towards Aniana. If all of us three go at the same time, this thing's going to come crumbling down. Are you sure? It looks to me like even our cumulative weight going across it would cause it to collapse by the third person. Think you can make that jump? Niana eyes it for a moment. I think I can make it. I think I can too. We'll send Bone across to make sure he makes it across fine, and then we'll leap. Okay? All right. If anything happens, I can catch Bone. The entire plan does hinge on him. Do we really want to risk it? Do you want to go back around? But those patrol droids aren't going to be there for long. Fine, let's just go. Go, she says to Bone. Bone looks at you before he crosses. Be careful. We're going to see how well Bone does on an unstable bridge in the rain. Bone is not great at athletics. Can I upgrade Bone's dice with my destiny point? Of course you can. So I will. I'll make uh, use one of my white to give him an advantage or a yellow. And I'm also going to give him a boost die for you giving moral support. Congratulations on upgrading his die because against all hope, Bone just rolled a triumph <laughs> on an athletics roll. A triumph and an advantage. So... It's a little touch and go for a moment. When he first begins sliding down this bridge, his wheels can't quite get traction. And you hear behind you, Nianna gasp as she's sure that he's about to go careening off the side of the bridge. But just in time, his wheels catch on the platform and slowly, 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 he completes his roll down. You really have to have faith in your companions, Nianna. I knew he had it in him. Of course you did. Come on, this won't be that bit of a jump, and Castian's going to take a step back. Wait one moment. Nienna holds up a hand physically stopping you, and she closes her eyes, and you can tell that she's entering briefly into a meditative state. And speaking of believing in your compatriots, you can feel Nienna's faith in you manifest as a tangible force, as Nienna has battle meditation. Now, this doesn't work on Bone, because he is a droid, and as we have established, droids are not susceptible to the Force. However, you will now have one success on any roll that you make, so long as you are within engaged distance with Nienna. Basically, you have to be next to her in order for this to work, but if you are within very close range, you are going to automatically have a success on every roll. Great. Castian is going to nod his head in appreciation... And they're both going to line up, take another deep breath, and then they're both going to charge and try to jump across this bridge. 
And this jump is going to be average, but take a setback die for the environment. I got four successes, three advantages, and I got two dark side points. Yes, because as established, this is definitely a jump that is going to require you to draw on the force. You make the jump first, and you make it easily. You turn to watch Neanna behind you, and she doesn't make it. She makes the leap, reaching out a hand to try to grasp the railing, and her fingers fall short, and she falls to the waves. Castian's granted, use the force to grab her. Give it a try. This is going to be a discipline check. It is going to be hard with a setback die. Castian lets out a yip and then holds out his hand as he has two successes, two threats, and three light side points, surprisingly. And yeah, I'll use my light side points, so I'm turning in one of my destiny points, and I'm taking some strain. But he's able to grab Nianna and instead of, like, you know, gently lifting her up, he kind of slams her forward a little bit so she can grab onto the side. Such a pity. Cassian wrinkles his nose and holds his head before going over to help her up from the railing. Cassian, as you go to help Nienna up over the railing, please give me a perception check. This is going to be hard with one of those purple dice upgraded to a red. Three threats. Okay. As you finish pulling Nienna up over the railing out of the corner of your eye, you see movement as a patrol droid has entered within short sensor range. So it has it spotted us? Most likely. It is a simple white sphere. It has some communication equipment on the top of it, but it's not a droid that has any sort of personification to it. So you're not able to tell, especially without any sort of electric equipment on you, whether it's broadcasting anything at the moment. Gaston lets out a snarl and he's turning and he charges towards it. He's not pulling out his lightsaber because that's actually a light. Instead, he's using a vibro knife. Okay. As he's jumping for this thing. And he's just trying to try to stab this thing. Go right ahead. It has no defense against melee weapons, so it is simply an average check. I got two successes, two advantages, and one triumph. So how do you take out the patrol droid? That is more than enough. As this thing turns towards Castian, if it does have a camera, the last thing it sees is a blade just slamming right into it. And it sparks a little bit and Castian grabs onto it so it doesn't fall and clatter. And that little bit of sparking kind of like hurts his hand, but he just holds it there as it continues to like move around, short circuit, and then it dies. And then Castian just crouches down and rips it out of his vibro knife. And then he's actually going to use mechanics to see if he can open it up. See if you can find like a, any patrol routes, something that would give them an advantage when they're approaching this facility. Interesting. He's going to open it up, but he's going to leave the slicing the bone, Mr. Master Slicer. Sure thing. So you are definitely able to open it up. That's not difficult at all. So we'll leave the rolling to Bone. Bone gets four successes and two advantages on his slicing roll, as he is a master slicer. Literally, that is a talent he has now. And Bone is absolutely able to pull up information on patrol routes. But how can he communicate that to you, Castian? Mm, Castian kind of pinches his nose before mumbling, Poodoo. Bone is beeping at you excitedly. What is it? I have no way of really understanding bone i can get the gist of what he wants and he can understand me but yeah i hold up my bracer i usually read it off my bracer when he gets specific i assume from this he knows he was able to gather some patrol routes but i don't know really know much more than that 
So perhaps we need to have faith in him to lead us. Oh, wow, that was a great lesson. You're really killing it in this trial. Nana does not roll her eyes at you. You can tell she wants to, but it's not a very Jedi thing to do. I'm going to consider your presence here part of my trial and just continue on. Fantastic. Bone, she has faith in you. Lead the way. Bone gives a little chirp of acknowledgement and begins to roll towards the entrance to the main cloning facility. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars Force and Destiny podcast. You can now find all episodes on the Fandible Solo Shot podcast feed on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review to help new listeners find us for their Star Wars actual play fix. You can also find us on Twitter at Soloshot Podcast. And if you enjoy the stories we tell here and on the rest of the Fandible Podcast Network, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash fandible. Thanks again, and may the Force be with you always.